Freud. Cameron Diaz is in Shrek? Yeah. What? You didn't know that? The prince, Princess Fiona. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to the Thin Red Vine. This is Mark. This is Dave. How is everyone doing? They can't be funny, do they? This isn't a two-way call. You still say that. You yeah, say, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope everyone's doing okay. Yeah. Um, so we are coming at you uh, with, I think, a pretty interesting idea for an episode and maybe i'm thinking that because don't pat yourself on the back my too idea. i'm doing a little garth brooks here uh patting myself on the back but um so th- this is where we're at and this is how this uh show came about or this idea for this was um i i think i may have mentioned this already be- before but we are in um what they say is awards season so uh the golden globes uh happened and uh the critics choice awards are going to be happening and all these other guild awards are going to be rolling out and so but really that's only ever leading up to the most important award show and that is the academy awards yeah the oscars yeah and so dave and i have made a point to watch the oscars as much as possible together the last few years yeah uh, last minus several. the pandemic right i would say um, and even then, we did the ballots. Even when we weren't together, we still, yeah, we, we do the our ballots, predictions. Our competition—it's a close. We do it with a group of people always. It's never just you and I. But and, true. And Kelsey is often in the running too. Yes. Um, but you and I, for many years now, have had a tight neck and neck, back and forth, sometimes tying race. Yes. On the Oscar ballots, and we're—and I don't want to brag. I do. Uh, we're. <laughs> you doing a Garth Brooks we're, now? We're pretty consistent. In getting like out of tw- is there twenty four awards I think uh, give or take getting yeah. like twenty plus out of twenty four like I think I think in recent years you've gotten like twenty one or twenty two right. out of twenty four like yeah. are, we're we're not bad right and it's it's always competitive and it's always very very fun right now don't get um, too excited we're not predicting the Oscar nominations or anything like that today yeah that's like uh, the nominations but because the nominations are going to be coming out soon in a couple weeks. And when they do, I'm sure we'll have something to say about it. And yes, we will have an episode where we make our predictions for you uh, prior to the show. Um, But we had Oscars kind of on the brain. um, And I was like, man, every year, whatever wins Best Picture, you know, the chances of the movie that wins Best Picture, is that the movie you, first of all, did you see it? And second of all, is that the one you thought should have won? I always think that's kind of a fun conversation. And so the catalyst uh, or the idea for this show is looking back, we went back and looked at all of the best picture Oscar winners. And then from there, was there, did we have something that, that was also nominated that year that we thought, man, I would have voted for that one, or this movie should have won. I would have picked this, not necessarily a knock on what won, but more championing, 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 championing. Keep going. Championing. <laughs> championing. I'm going to let you run up there. <laughs> run it in the ground. Um, <laughs> pick the one we wanted. How's that? <laughs> or, I, and I just had this conversation with you. Like, I, because the prompt was, you know, the best, the best best picture nominees that didn't win you can think about it in terms of like you just said in terms of 
is there a movie in a given year you thought should have won or you would have preferred should win or you think deserve to win? There's another way of thinking about it where, like you just said, the movie that won may have deserved to win. It's very good. But there might have been another movie that was equally good that year that's like it's unfortunate that they both couldn't have won yeah i like that because i feel like i was in that position several times like i don't really have anything personal anything against the movie that won i'm just like man wouldn't it have been great if if these two movies didn't come out in the same year so that this other one could have right. won and so sometimes i think i do have in looking at my list and having gone through this process i did have a grudge against the movie that won i'm like i can't believe yeah. that movie won when this movie was in the mix but other times I didn't really have any grudge right. against the winner. It was just like, man, what a great movie that was down there in the nominees list. Right. Couldn't that have been bumped up a little bit? But before we get started. <clears throat> yeah, you got something. Um, we had our first bit uh, over this last weekend of listener um, listener gift, a gift to the podcast from a listener. Let me, what? Let me produce this for you. Are you serious? Yeah. For Christmas, <laughs> for Christmas, Kelsey's brother-in-law. Okay, his name is also Matt. Not to be confused with Tombstone Matt. Okay, so we got a Matt in my life too. Okay. Also listens to the podcast. <laughs> if you recall our first episode, yeah. we talked about movies we'd never seen. Correct. And one of the movies I mentioned to to great uh, guffaw sure. and uh, clamor. There were many, many of your choices were was, shockers. Um, the Princess Bride. I've never seen it. <laughs> Still haven't seen it. And so uh, this is um, a movie that um, my Matt knows knows well, oh, and he thought man. it was so funny that I hadn't seen it. And so he got me, he got me the Princess Bride on laser disc, <laughs> and it came with this little post-it. Let me let me produce the post-it. This is if you you can't see this, but it's like a vinyl-sized CD, basically. Yeah. Do people and yeah. it came with this post-it that said, "May you continue to never watch." It. <laughs> and so now I now own the Princess Bride on Laserdisc. That's hilarious. Now this is the Criterion Collection oh, Laserdisc. Man. It is right up my alley. Where would? But of course I don't own a Laserdisc player. No, no one does. I no. don't think. Um, what an interesting! I and remember. So, so now I have this, and uh, yeah, that it's is, like now it just gets to taunt me from the from the shelf. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, our and listeners. So could when see we have this, when we uh, when we eventually build like the trophy shelf yeah. of the podcast, this yeah. for sure it gets screams garage sale to me. So <laughs> <laughs> I think it was eBay. I think it was an eBay okay. purchase. All right. Yeah. Um, that's nice. So yes, we we accept gifts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we Where love, do you send those? How do you get those to us? We love the yeah. idea that there could be inside jokes. More, uh, um, more on that the podcast. So yeah. much appreciated. So that out of the way. No, uh, thanks again for that. I like that it wasn't. Um, here's the DVD. You need to watch this. No, no, no. So much better. It's the Isn't laser a, disc. Yeah. you don't even have a chance of watching that. <laughs> yeah, that I think cool. he knows. He's recommended me enough things to watch over the years yeah. that I think he knows. That is clever. That I'm not gonna get there a yeah. lot of the time, and so this is a it's a it's a matter of acceptance. I yeah, think you know, like here it is, so that you can not watch it. Yeah. Um. So That's back to funny. the best movies that did not win. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Actually, I have some honorable mentions. Do you have any honorable mentions you want to get off your chest I, before we dive in? No, I'm not. I don't know if we should go down the honorable mention path. Oh, I've got I've got the path right here. I got a couple. Um. So your honorable marks. mention is you would just go right to that year and say what you would have picked. 
Yeah, just a couple notes like, okay. oh, this is this is interesting. Like some things I don't have enough to say about. Like I don't have enough to say about the movie that won that year. I don't know enough because about it. Because I'll let you, I'll I'll give you that. You'll entertain right. us. I, I won't say much in case the movie you're I should note mention. that you, you've honorably mentioned so many things over But I feel like episodes, this is a different. And I almost never participate in that practice because I don't, I don't. You, you, know, you said some honorable mentions last week. I like week. to stick to the you were running, list You were itself. running wild with all the movies like you watched. I like to double up sick. on my items in my lists like <laughs> other folks. I like to honor the five items. I always have a nice list. qualifier with that. So this is my one time I have some honorable okay. mentions. I think well, well, I'll let you run with it, and then right. um, I'll, I'll <clears> give you... Well, the only, the only sort of veto power I will give you is sure. if you think I'm about to talk about something that you know you want to talk about later, then please stop me, and I won't stop oh, man. anymore. But I just have a couple okay. that I noted like... Like as I was making my list, I'm like, oh, that might be one to talk about. That might be one to talk about. But then when I finalized everything, those ones didn't yeah. make the cut. And the, but they had something in common that I thought was interesting. So okay, here we the go. The three I marked were honorable mentions that I think would have won had they not been, or had the Academy been more open to the idea of like a genre movie winning best picture because okay. i noticed that i think this is like a hang-up that the oscars has where and people know this generally like the movie that wins the oscar they tend to be dramas yep and they tend to be like heavy serious movies big like, budget yeah like light-hearted you know like the romantic comedies don't win the horror movies don't win don't, the, don't win often yeah. yeah it's very it's very atypical that a genre movie um, wins best picture. So there's a Correct. couple, and I was going down the list. I'm like, man, that's like maybe the best or one of the best movies of that genre. Looking back decades later, it's like, I can't believe, like, of course that movie should have won if you're just measuring its cultural sure. resonance since yeah, then. Yeah, I had some of those moments uh, as well. But So I'm now, now I'm so I'm So I was looking at like 1964, My Fair Lady won. Um, and I'm like, my, you know, I, that doesn't get me very excited. My Fair no. Lady, I, I, I don't think I've seen it. No, I'm trying to think. But two movies nominated that year that that obviously have had more staying power since then. The one that I would have picked is Doctor Strangelove. Oh right, yeah. Which is like maybe the best parody or satire. Sure. Ever, you know, the yeah. greatest satire and I, I movie. I don't think Cooper. Yeah, Cooper. Um, out as Mary Poppins also came out that year. Yeah, which I is, could see a, which, a better um, argument for that maybe. Um, 1973, the movie that won was The Sting, which is a great movie. Paul Newman, Robert Redford. This is a few years after Butch and Sundance, which didn't win, but was also nominated in the late 60s. So I kind of get this as like, this is the the sort of honoring those guys. But also nominated that year didn't win The Exorcist, which I feel like people... It's it's amazing. It's one of these horror movies that is still... Talked right. about, still relevant, still holds up, still scary, still like, you know, a right. movie that people have memories of. Because I feel like for, like, even if if you're listening to this right now and you're like, I don't really know much about the Oscars, I think you're in safe territory because, like, when you meant to say The Exorcist, I'm right. confident people have heard of that. So I get what you're saying. Right. Like, these are the movies. These movies like, don't win typically, <clears throat> but sometimes they get not, they get thrown into the mix because they're right. so popular. Because and they're now so they good. they've had the staying power. Yes. In another movie, this one's more recent. This is from 2018. Are you going to talk about 2018 at all? I am not. Um, so Green Book won that year, yeah. which I think even as it happened, most people were not very happy with that. I feel like that pick. year, were there any good choices that year? Well, this was a recent year, so there were 10. I think they used the full 10 nominations, right. so it was a long list. But nominated that year, um, maybe surprised some folks, was Black Panther. 
Oh, and, and Black Klansman. And Black Klansman. Oh, both yeah. great movies. Yep. Both would have been, you know, um, both would have been amazing choices. Yeah. And you always hear about the Oscars, like, how do we get people to keep watching this telecast? Right. How do we... And if they had just... You know, no one liked, no one liked that Green Book right. one. It's like... Why not just take that year and give it to Black Panther? Right. Make it the biggest, most talked about <laughs> Oscars. You know, give it to this. You're, you're never going to give an award to a superhero movie. We understand. Right. But this was the year. This is a good chance to. Everybody loved the movie. Like, everybody yeah. saw that movie. Everybody right. loved the movie. Yeah. You know, critics and audiences alike. It would have been such a home run. But again, they seem to just be resistant it, in my view of like giving it to like a genre movie, like something right. they consider lower brow yeah. than like the high art movie that yeah. often wins. Yeah. And um, the, so anyway, that's, that was my, something no, I noticed I like as I was looking down my list. That was Some good. I think movies. I got, when you said that, I got a little nervous. You were going to come in hot and I was like, Oh man, I have that. I don't, what am I going to talk about now? <laughs> I got a little nervous, but uh, I agree uh, with you. And I like that take. And so um, in my mind, if I was going to, think of like oh the the one or two i didn't have on my list i don't have it jotted down but i could remember it but i don't think i would because it, it was more of like this was like i don't i feel like it could be something um uh worth talking about a little more and so um it, so real quickly and then uh we'll jump in <clears throat> but i would say i when i was trying to figure this out one of my brendan fraser rules i gave myself was <laughs> You like that, that episode sets the standard for all future <laughs> was, um Obviously, if I only saw, like, for example, a movie that's not on my list, so I guess I could say an honorable mention just because I, I love the movie and it's lasted longer. It's in 1944, Double Indemnity, Double Indemnity did yeah. not win. Yeah, uh, but I noted I, that. I saw But that I didn't scrolling. see any of the other movies. <laughs> right. And so I felt like that wasn't really fair at all. Yeah. For me to say that double indemnity should have won just because I, I love it now and not, I didn't even see any of the other. So I had I made sure I saw at least the majority of what was nominated. So I think uh, if like uh, when they nominate nine or ten, I, I had to see a good amount. Interesting. OK. Um, or I felt like I wasn't giving I it did a not set shake. that standard for okay. myself, but I appreciate that. you did. Well, uh, and uh, only once one of the I mean, and for the most part, they only ever nominated five. Um, so sometimes it's hard that you, you would have seen all five. And so I may, I sh if I didn't see at least three, I don't know if I can talk about it. Wow, okay. That. So anyways. Good uh, to know. We'll see if that holds up. So I think um, deciding who starts, we're going to go work from the back forward. So what was the furthest year you had? 1996. Okay. I had 1975. You beat me. <laughs> <laughs> By, by a few, uh, by a mile. Okay, Th and and then after this, I jump into the nineties and beyond. Okay. Yeah, I kind of eighties were the 90s really difficult. Eighties were really difficult. I was like, I didn't see a lot, and yeah. I think I stuck to the nineties and beyond. Actually, now that you mention it, for the same reason you just mentioned, like I really felt like I hadn't seen a lot of those. Like it was kind of yep. hit or miss which movies I'd seen. But once we get into the nineties and beyond, yep. I'm like, I feel like I saw a lot more of right. these movies. So I only went. Maybe I naturally um, did what you did. But 1975 was interesting because so real quickly, so the the movies that came out in 1975 that were nominated were uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which one? Correct? Which one? Great movie. Barry Lyndon which I saw directed by Stanley Kubrick. Mm -hmm. Nashville is the only one I didn't see. Um, and Dog Day Afternoon um, 
which I did see and is great, and Jaws. And so I looked at that list and I'm like, man, and kind of how what you were saying at the beginning, and in my mind, I would have went with Jaws. Yeah. And so that was the only time I looked at some older movies, you know, and I was like, man, I actually saw all of those. And for me personally, and this isn't a knock on Cuckoo's Nest. I've seen it. Uh, it's, it is good. I like it. I know folks that have like any movie that's based off the novel. And if you read that, you're going to have some issues with it. Um, but I did see, like I said, Dog Day Afternoon and Barry Lyndon, uh, both of which I might have picked over Cuckoo's Nest as well. Wow. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, my point is Jaws is like, I feel like the exorcist in terms of like when you drop a bomb like that yeah like it it is a phenomenon and to your point like people probably it was i would guess it was the highest grossing movie of 1975 this is pre two years before star wars so i think i'm right yeah and it was like the first summer blockbuster and it's actually it checks both those boxes of really good and get, getting the fans excited and critically liking it too and so yeah that I makes feel, sense so, I like Cuckoo's Nest. Um, I mean, it's obviously a career-making, defining movie right. for Jack Nicholson, and that's. I think it's hard not to he won like best him. At, it won a lot. I think it He's won so good. It and picked up all good. the big ones. Um, and that movie is still like that one is Jaws. I think is clearly more popular in terms of yeah. if you're just counting number of people who have seen it. But uh, Cuckoo's Nest is still watched. It is still yeah. enjoyed. And I'm not saying so it's, it's not, not irrelevant, good. but um, right. Yeah, so Jaws is, um, is a standout in that list. Yeah, for, for the sure. most part, there's going to be, uh, when I look at the movies that won, I'm like, I like that movie, you yeah. know? And like you said, it's like, ah, if they could have picked two, and and maybe, oh, if they could have picked three, you know? Is that the future like, of the Oscars? Oh, pick two. <laughs> well, you remember, I was going to say this. Like La La Land? I was going to show this. Uh, right. I was going to show you uh, or say this before we brought out the Prince's Pride Laserdisc, but... Um, Remember when they had the, like you were saying the thing about Black Panther? Yeah. Was it just after that they came up with that dumb idea, the Oscars to do, um, like, let, let's do the fans vote? Oh, remember I remember that? that. And I don't think they ever went through with that. It got scuttled really quick. Right. They're like, so what are you saying? Like, we just want was... people to tune in to see what movie gets the fan award. Right. It's like, like it's not people, even a real the award. The People's Choice Award. Right. right? Separate it from was, the what real a award. dumb idea. Right. It's so belittling. Yeah. Right. Of yeah. The, and of the I, I'm curious to see. Yeah. Right. And so, it's like, anyways. Could, yeah. You can also just vote for the movie people, you know. Right. Clearly. Yeah. Like, you know, they just, they're looking for a. a yeah. The ideas they have to solve their problem are consistently out of touch it right. seems it seems to me the i mean it's right. it's an institution that is old and and showing showing the signs of it for sure yeah so you said you have so i so we can ping pong back and forth i you have 96 as your first 96 year. is my next so one. i 95 is my next year but i do have 96 on my list Oh, so you're going to talk about? Well, I don't know. What do you? No, well. we can go to you. I I don't think it matters that much. We can go. Yeah, back I to think we'll, we're we're roughly chronological. Yeah. I think we get, we'll go back and forth. So my first. But this is on my list. So. My first one is 1996. The movie that won in 1996 was The English Patient, which I haven't seen. I'll I'll go out. I'll go out there now. Okay. So that may that may damage my credibility. <laughs> I have seen it. So um, how do you feel about it? Can you? What's what's your What's your gut reaction to, you know, this many years later? You probably haven't seen it recently. No, I have not. Um, Is it a movie I, I need to see? Do people need eh. to see it? 
I mean, so you're dealing with who is Anthony Mangella, the talented Mr. Ripley director. Okay. So that's And Ray Fiennes is is Correct. And is so uh Julia That's all I know Reiner, about really. She I mean, so it's it's very well it screams kind of like you said like Oh, this is a movie that probably would win an Oscar. Yeah, that's the vibe um, I get when I see it. I'm like, the you name would have to be like, like in the perfect mood. I think it was one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Uh, I made a point mood. to see it because I knew it was going to be talked about the entire show. Okay. Um, and when I saw it, I'm like, this is. It was good. I mean, it was interesting, but it's not like uh, most of the other movies. So I saw every movie that's nominated this year. For wow, 96. Cool. Yeah. And th- that's the only one. That didn't happen very often. Um, and almost all of them, I thought, were like, would have been a better choice or I l- ended up liking them more. So Sure. Yeah, because also, nom- I just had a couple notes. I didn't write down all the nominees, but Jerry okay. Maguire was also that year, which yep. is very popular. But the one I think I would have voted for, I think should have won, I think, I think in we're going my in the mind, same direction. stands out the most is Fargo. Yes. Fargo is so... Yeah, Good. and I'm a Coen Brothers. I'm a Coen Brothers fan in oh, general, yeah. so it's most of their movies are hits for me. There's a couple oddballs, but in general, like I'm gonna like it regardless. Yeah. But Fargo stands out even amongst Coen Brothers movies, correct? As like the pinnacle, the of what they do so well. It's like we're gr- it's gr- the dialogue is so good. Yes, it's super well plotted. It's like it's. They're really good at this kind of story that's like someone, like an everyday person gets caught up in something way over their head. Like that's the story they're yeah. really good at. Yeah. And Fargo's like a... Per- so Fargo, the premise is... So Joel and Ethan Cohen directed this is for Francis McDormand, William H. Macy, Steve Buscemi, Peter Stormare are sort of the, the leads. Um, basically in Fargo, it's like this guy... William H. Macy's character, he tries to like set up like a fake kidnapping of his own wife. Right. So he like hires some kidnappers right. to kidnap his wife, to hold her for ransom so that his father-in-law will pay the ransom. And it's it's a scheme to get a bunch of money from his rich father-in-law. Right. And it all just goes sideways. And so it gets haywire. all tangled. <clears throat> and people are dead. And it's a big, oh. and it becomes, and Francis McDormand is like the, this is all in like, Minnesota. Yeah, she, she's like the po- the pregnant police officer uh, who's so on good. the case. Best actress, I think, that year. Doing the accent, and it's so funny, and it she's is. so smart, and she's like on the trail and figuring things right. out, and it's just <clears throat> snowballs and snowballs and gets weirder yeah. and weirder, and the surprises. It's it's such a good movie. It is good. It's so good, and I again, I haven't seen the English Patient, so I can't say like it deserved to win more than the English Patient. I can. I have a heart. <laughs> It's hard for me to believe that there's a there are better movies right. than Fargo. Like if I see Fargo on a list, right. I'm like, how could a movie be better than, right. than Fargo? In that it's funny, it's dark, yeah. it's like a murder mystery, or it's like it's I, perfect thriller. It's I it's would have been it's a great movie. More inclined to even go with Jerry Maguire. Sure. Uh, and, I mean, and that Jerry Maguire probably would have been like, let's get everyone excited and make this best picture. I don't know if it destroyed the box office, but most people sure. who saw it liked it. Yeah. Um, as did I, but yeah, Fargo, uh, for me, uh, having seen the English patient, you can be, <laughs> you know, be at ease because, um, I think it is so good. It did, uh, win best original screenplay. And one of the things I like about Fargo, if I'm remembering correctly, at the beginning of the movie, 
it says like based on like true events and i don't even think that's true <laughs> right <laughs> which is yeah. a kind of a stroke of genius right um but just to let us go oh my gosh could this have happened or something right. um because and, it's happening in a place you don't really know about anyway right, <laughs> right? that's kind of the it's perfect not like that of it it's wacky but it's not like out of bounds no way that could ever happen and william yeah. h macy is so good and he often plays like supporting or character yep. roles and he gets a lot more room to run yeah um, although they, they give him best supporting actor of which he did not win that year oh because cuba gooding jr oh yeah show me the had, money oh you know, yeah and he had his big <laughs> rousing acceptance <laughs> speech which was fun yeah. But uh, script-wise, it was so good. And But I even think all of the other, like, cinematography and editing and all those other, like, categories that I think help give the movie a boost uh, one. So, yeah. so okay. should I go again? Like, does yeah. that count as you talking about 1996? Yeah, so you should go I again. And then, because yeah, you've like... done two then? Okay, okay, yeah, okay, you, okay. You take us forward. Well, this is an interesting side-by-side -side then, because I'm taking us all the way to 2007 is my, my next one. Okay. I'm leaping forward. Now, 2007 is interesting. I have an interesting relationship with it in the Oscars because I think this is the first year in my life oh, I, I was aware I of the Oscars. Okay. I think this is when, because I had seen oh, the movies. Great, oh, you said that. I had seen the movies that were the talked about movies. I understood that it was like a, it was competitive and interesting and it was kind of a toss up. So 2007 for me was like, that's when I tuned in. That's when I was like, Oh, like who's gonna win this? Like yeah. these are both great. And the two movies that to me were the head to head movies this year were the movie that won, also by the Coen brothers, oh, yeah. No Country for Old Men. Yeah. And Which the I movie that didn't with. win but also cleaned up, Paul right. Thomas Anderson's There Will Be Blood. Yeah. And I had seen they're both great movies. Let me this is one of those years where they I wish they could both win because yep. they're both amazing they like they both, both deserve you should if you haven't seen them both you should watch them both um they're both dark <laughs> movies they're not neither of them are uplifting movies by any means no country for old men is is similar to fargo in that it is this kind of like police on the tail of a of a right. murderer or a criminal trying to track right. them down and but it's it doesn't have the kooky humor element to it. Um, it's um, you were know. both of these adapted screenplays. Um, I think technically like yes, because No Country Old Men is a Cormac McCarthy novel, right. and then There Will Be Blood. I think Paul Thomas Anderson says that Loosely. it's based on the the Upton Sinclair book Oil right. exclamation point, right. which is. But I think I think. His is a more a more constructed narrative right. with that as the Technically, that is the backdrop right. okay. as opposed to like, but the No Country for Old Men movie is more or less the story of the novel. It's very very close to the okay. novel. Um, anyway, No Country for Old Men won, and it's very good. You got Javier Bardem, Tommy Lee Jones, the a great you know, and um, Josh Brolin, of course. Yeah. It's a great it's a great movie. But There Will Be Blood, I would argue, is it's so amazing. And Daniel Lewis won that year for for best actor. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he did. Um, and it's worth seeing just for him. It's an unbelievable performance. Um, and this is if you haven't seen it or don't know anything about it, I can understand that because you sort of see the poster, the the DVD, and it's right. like, what is this about? Like, it looks like in, yeah. it's unclear what kind of movie it is. Daniel Day Lewis, Paul Dano. It's like kind of the life story, sort of, of an oil prospector as he kind of rises from pr like scrappy prospector to like oil baron. 
Right. And that might not get you excited, <laughs> but right. but it's it's really riveting. He kind of butts up against this small town preacher played by Paul Dano, and it's like it becomes this like masculine power struggle between these two men over influence over power over right. money it's kind of like this dark capitalist story of how people just drive themselves crazy chasing after right. these you know wealth and success and but it's so dark that paul dano is amazing yeah dano day lewis amazing there's some scenes it's good i mean it's powerful paul thomas anderson visually as a director is always like it's always just so stunning, those kind of shots and the things he puts together, like so memorable and so clearly envisioned. It just feels like, I don't know, it just feels like you're there and you're experiencing like these people, this scrappy team of people drilling for oil and this explosion and right. all that. I remember just, like the feel, score it's so for visceral. that movie. The music by... Um, yeah, Radiohead. But yeah, one yeah. of the Radiohead guys. John Green, um, maybe? Could be. That's a guess. Uh, uh, the music very, really, like really a good. Score. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's such a good movie. And I again, it's. I wish both movies could have won. But if it were me voting, I think I would have given right. it to There Will Be Blood rather yeah. than No Country. It felt like Man. every award went to but one of those so two. Good. Yeah, kind of a it deal. was a big year. Both great movies. Yep, I love There Will Be Blood. Yeah, I agree. I um, looked at that, but I sided on the No Country side. <laughs> yeah. so I had little to say. <laughs> I've no, no. Right, I would yeah. not argue someone off of that right. point. That makes um, sense to me too. Okay, so did Jaws 75, we both agreed with Fargo in 96. Dave just went with, uh, what was it, 2007? Yeah, so you're back to 95. I'm going back to 95, and it's interesting because you said 2007 is when you became aware more of the Oscars. And I would say around 95, it was that 95, 96, um, I remember coming home, like I was at a college class, and I remember trying to get home from that class to watch first i really i really remember trying to catch the academy awards because and watch it because i felt like i knew uh a lot of the movies and and things i was working at a movie theater at times so i think i saw more movies sure so in 1995 um the movie that won was mel gibson's braveheart sure okay very that makes perfect checks all the boxes um and the other movies that were nominated of which i saw um I saw four of the five. So I saw Braveheart, that one, and it is good. I liked it. Uh, Apollo 13 was nominated. Wow, yeah. The Postman, Il Postino, I did not see that. Mm. Um, Sense and Sensibility, surprisingly enough, I did see, directed by Ang Lee, is actually a really good movie. Oh, the director of The Hulk. Yes, yeah. and uh, Life of Pi <laughs> and uh, Brokeback Mountain. Mountain. Yeah. What, an, what an eclectic group I of know, movies. Very I love interesting. it. I love it. And... Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, was he um, Crouching Tiger? I think Hidden Dragon. I think he did. Um, we'll fact check that. Fact check. Um, and Babe. And so, so Babe um, was nominated. Babe was nominated. not. Angley didn't direct Babe. <laughs> <laughs> and Angley directed the other four movies. <laughs> okay. um, so this was hard. So it was kind of I was between two that I really would have went with, and I'm not gonna double up. I won't do that. Um, the movie I would have went with is Babe. No kidding. Yes. And so here's why. Um, so again, I don't think Babe, like my favorite movie of 1995, if I looked, and I'm pretty sure I'm a big seven David Fincher fan. So that was like one of my favorite movies that came out that year. Toy Story came out that year. It won Best Animated Movie. 
wasn't nominated for Best Picture. So oh, interesting. My options were a bit of a uh, snub. I feel like. Yeah, maybe. Um, so Apollo thirteen. Um, I would have, I could have easily, I would have gone with that, or I thought maybe even the Academy would have went with that over Braveheart. That, yeah, I could see um, that for sure. And um, it's it's really good. I love it. Um, but uh, I went with Babe because it was one of those movies um, that I don't think will ever win. Um, <laughs> it's an under, it's an underdog story. That's, it's that an underdog you're... story. I mean, you have talking live action farm animals. Yep. Um, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> tell me you're right. Stop there. <laughs> um, it's just like it's one of those movies that comes out, and I I sometimes have this conversation with Dave. In fact, what uh, I did, you know, the movies I wanted to see, add another movie. Yeah. I saw Puss in Boots, yeah. The Last Wish. You held up to your promise. <laughs> I did, and it is good. I, you should go see it. Yeah. Um, but these movies come along, whether it's animated or something like that, and it just screams like. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's a kid's movie. And yes, kids could easily uh, watch this movie. Um, but the way uh, it was handled, I think it was it's a very unassuming, but like I just love the look and the feel of this movie. And like then you're like, oh my gosh, there's actually like a really good story, meaning message. and um, I'm forgetting his name though. The main actor, James Cromwell. Yes, James Cromwell. Love James Cromwell. Cromwell. You put him in any movie, it's a he, better movie. Yeah, I agree That's with that I statement. Feel. And he's terrific uh, in the movie and as like one of the few human actors in right. the movie. Yeah, that must have been a tall order for him. Is carrying this thing, um, but uh, so it, it's just. You wouldn't think that it's a movie I don't think would ever win. When you put it next to Braveheart, you're like, what? I feel like I almost like hurt my credibility <laughs> that is as a, funny a, as a man. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, who, how could you not like Braveheart? It's just this big epic action. It is so like yeah, yeah, yeah. testosterone driven. Yeah, like, right, right. But look at this cute pig. <laughs> right. Hey, what about babe? But um, the like what would be like uh, art direction and production design and costume, like the look, the feel. And yes, you're yeah. swept back into Braveheart, you know, Scotland or whatever. But this is, um, I don't know. It just has a charm to it. And uh, over the years, I've just grown to really, like, even appreciate it more. Uh, and more is just being, man, that is really well done. Even to the point you're like, you would, I would never even think about, like, screenwriting, you know. And we're, just to get into that mentality of, like, right. the conversations of this. Um, but I think very well done, very powerful. Um, so... 95, babe. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it, roll the dice. <laughs> That'll do, pig. <laughs> no, that'll do. Um, so good. My next one is taking us from 07 to 2011. Nope. You may have anticipated this from me. Now, you might have something to say about this, because this is another situation where I did, did not, not see, I I did not see that the Best Picture winner. <laughs> the Best Picture winner in 2011 was The Artist. It was. And I know you're pretty familiar with this movie because you show it, you screen it to your, with your students, uh, maybe annually, if, if not more often yeah. than that. Maybe not this year, but... So, um, you probably are team The Artist. I assume you picked it because it's. you I, feel like it is... It is, but there's. I know I. I'm trying to anticipate where you're going with this, and I'm thinking of what I remember some of the other nominees. And there, there are. It's a, a good year. It's it's a good year. It's a strong so year. Because could, because a little movie called War Horse came out. <laughs> I haven't seen War Horse either, but it was nominated. So that's a Steven Spielberg. It was nominated film. for Best Picture. Right. Is it mentioned in the Fablemans? Do they talk about the War Horse? There's a whole 
hour and a half dedicated to the making of war. I can't. They the leap forward. If I'm not if I'm not signaling my feelings uh, enough, <laughs> the Warhorse is when I kind of got off the Steven Spielberg train. Right. When I saw, when Warhorse came out, I remember I was in I was in college or maybe it was and I was I remember like seeing a trailer for it and I was like, what? Exactly. I still haven't seen it. And I I that's kind of when I stopped just taking it for granted that that a Steven Spielberg movie is going to be an instant classic. I was like, right. this one feels like a miss to me. But it was nominated for Best Picture, right. so it must have been. And we haven't seen it. And we haven't seen it. It right. may be, you know, is it better than Black Beauty? The the classic, the classic horse movie. Right. Sea Biscuit. You know, name your horse movie. Name your is horse. Is War Horse? It, do we have to do top five horse movies to sort this out? <laughs> Can we finally come up with five? <laughs> It's got to be. All right. Anyway, the movie I think yeah. should have won, I know should have won, oh, I, know I know is the greatest gonna... movie oh my gosh. perhaps ever That's made, right. is The Tree of Life oh, came yeah. out that year, which I know I've mentioned in passing before. Mm-hmm. I haven't, uh, maybe I, maybe not even in passing, maybe at length I've talked about it before. I don't remember already, but uh, directed by Terrence Malick, stars yep. Brad Pitt, Jessica Chastain, Sean Penn, Huge cast. the inaugural um performance by ty sheridan who's was just a child at the time and has gone on to be in be in quite a bit more um it's it's a hard movie to say goes on to be a man (laughs) (laughs) well yes in the movie he's he's the young sean penn yeah yeah, yeah. jumps back and forth and it's a difficult movie to describe oh man and it's a really it's a really difficult movie to like when people hear that it's like one of my favorite movies and they're like yeah I, i i heard about that what's it all it's whenever you try to describe it you instantly feel like you're not doing it justice you can't you've made you've simplified it you've made it sound stupid because more than any other movie i've seen and this is why i like it so much it understands um i feel like at least for me and my film going and movie watching it's the first movie i remember seeing that i felt like oh this filmmaker understands what you can do with a movie right it doesn't have to be dialogue driven it doesn't have to be actor driven like it doesn't have to like it's a visual medium yeah that you can literally put the camera anywhere and make it do anything and it was the first movie i saw that really embraced that and was like let me show you some close up like very intimate moments with this family in the 1950s this is the Brad Pitt Jessica Chastain right. part of the movie now let me jump to Sean Penn in his like midlife crisis in the future. Now let me pull back and show you the creation of the universe. <laughs> you know, everything on this cosmic scale. Stay with and us. In, Stay with us in, out there. In that like <clears throat> collage of things, it's just a really beautiful, moving, kind of like eye-opening story. Yeah. Like puts you things in perspective. It's like, man, humans are so small compared to yeah. everything. And it's yeah. just like it feels like a very wise, a very um, humble movie, and it manages to convey these things that I feel like you know movies aren't aren't trying enough to try to capture in movie right. form. It just captures like some thinking and emotions that I feel like I haven't seen captured so well. Yeah, and I, it definitely changed for me and from my perspective. It changed a lot of movies tried to be like that. I feel like in the years following and even Terrence Malick tried to kind of remake that movie a few times. It seemed like in the years following and never kind of had that flavor quite as successfully. Yeah. Um, but the tree of life is such a good movie. Um, 
I, I'll, I'll stop myself from trying yeah, to describe it, is, it any further. Right. You have to be in the right mood for it. You have to be not in the mood to watch a movie so much as in the mood to just kind of meditate on your life and, and your place in the world. If you're in that mood, right. you should cue up the tree of life and yeah. just it know, is. soak it's, it in because it's a different kind of experience. I remember, well, I know that is like one of your, your favorites. Um, and I've seen it and I really want to see it again um, because I feel like I didn't have a great watching. I think I was like maybe not ready for it when I watched it on DVD. I didn't. Did you see it at the movie theater? Yeah, a couple, oh. couple, three times. Oh, you did. Okay, yeah. so yeah. I feel multiple like multiple screenings. Multiple I really theaters. wish it was a big. Thing I think you would benefit from seeing that in the movie theater. Um, and and I, I remember trying to just watch it like the DVD, and it was probably like too late to start it. And I remember have the feeling of it in some ways that I wasn't really sure what I was getting into, other than uh, I'm somewhat familiar with Terrence Malick, and sure. I knew it was going to kind of be namesake of this podcast. Different, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you really got to see that Terrence Red Malick line himself. because I know, I, I, I know. I'm more I'm the, eager to have you watch it. I'm if the you target like, audience. You I know. are. You I are. Um, but uh, it feels like sort of like I was watching it, feeling like I was almost watching a montage. But that was yes. the movie. Right. And I right. think because I wasn't aware that was yeah. if what you go I was getting into, I was like sort of waiting right. for it to start. Right. It's very and, nonlinear. Yeah. Right. And um, But I will say, I like with you, it is a movie that is going to challenge its audience. It's hard to go, oh, The Tree of Life. That reminds me of nothing. Because, you <laughs> right. know, because it's so unique. Um, so, yeah, that year I know... Um, I don't have 2011 on my list. The artist did win. I do recommend right. watching that. I don't yeah. think it'll steal the thunder uh, from uh, the Tree of Life for you, but yeah. because the artist, if you don't know, that one is a silent movie about silent movies. Yeah, Hollywood Which, loves movies about Hollywood. They do, but I feel like because, I, you know, how many silent movies have you seen? Sure. Um, it is a cool experiment to right. try and, it again. And I feel yeah. like a very like well-executed um, and kind of has challenged you in, in that way of like, yeah. cause I do watch it's a more it. approachable challenge. I it feel is. like, for, um, for and because it's a contempt kind of, I mean, it's a contemporary silent film. I yeah. think you have that going for you, but, um, yeah, 2011, I thought maybe was Moneyball out that year. Brad Pitt yeah. It's gotta be okay. around there. Yeah. So I thought that was, uh, Thought I'd go Moneyball. I thought Moneyball. You don't know I me like, at all. <laughs> well, I, was, I, I, I like Moneyball. Money I forgot the tree of life. I wasn't even thinking tree of life. So. Okay, so I'm going to jump to 2015. All right. My next one's 2013, but. Do you, wanna no, Do you want to no, go? Okay. I've, I've We're, you, you're tracking We're with us, great. right? Yeah. So 2015, I almost wondered if you would have had this because I think you'll, you'll agree oh, with me. I didn't look down my list. I do have 2015. Is my, my would be my fifth one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we can we'll, both talk we'll about this? It. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm very confident we're going to agree on this choice. But um, So the winner that year, which is a very good movie, was Spotlight. That's right. And we saw it together. Yes, we did. We did see yeah. that together. Um, other movies that were nominated, there were actually a lot of good movies nominated that year. Yeah, it was a good year. Uh, the Big Short, Bridge of Spies, which you know, if on Thanksgiving you're looking for something to watch. <laughs> uh, Brooklyn, which I did not see. Did you see that? Brooklyn? No, I, I didn't, didn't see Brooklyn. Okay. The Revenant, which we know Dave yeah. would say yeah, deserves a rewatch on Christmas. Uh, the Martian, uh, Ridley Scott movie starring Matt Damon. Very popular. Um, very popular. I enjoyed The Martian. 
The Room, which I did not see. Oh, I saw The Room. Brie Larson. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Uh, and then yeah, the movie I, I would... Saw all those except Brooklyn, I think. Oh, yeah. see, look at that. Yeah, wow. Uh, and the movie I... Well, I will say there's a good chance um, I might have picked uh, an, one of those others. Like uh, I did really like The Big Short and The Revenant. And, uh, there's a chance I would have picked those over Spotlight as well. But that's not what we're talking about. We're no, talking about... No, the, it's not. Really the only choice. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Max Rockatansky himself. Right. I mean, what a great movie. It's amazing. I really loved it. And it's it's like it's its own thing. I'll let you go. I'll let well, you talk about it. I first, know you're but. you're probably a, more of a fan of this as I'm right behind Dave is the uh, original Mad the OG Mad Max poster. Mel Gibson kind of looking down at me because I gave I took his Oscar away from him. The Max <laughs> gave it to a pig of the future. Um, yeah, Mad Max Fury Road. So my history with Mad Max is started with the Road Warrior. That is a movie I watched over and over and yeah. over again growing up. I pretended I was Mad Max. I remember cutting off the end of my rifle gu- toy gun to make it more like <laughs> oh, Mad Max. Yeah, I was goodness. into it. Uh, considered eating dog food at one point because I'm like, he eats dog food. <laughs> right, yeah, right, I know. Right. Um, I was a kid. And then um, and then I, I made sure to go back and watch that one. I saw yeah. Beyond Thunderdome in theaters. Sure. Um, I mean, Road Warrior is the Obviously, the standout oh, of the of the three. We got to get a Mad Max side by side. Road Warrior is so good, and uh, I think that's most people's introduction to Mad so, Max was Road Warrior because okay. the first one I don't think came out in the U.S. until after Road Warrior. Oh, maybe that's why. Yeah, but I remember Australian. going back and watching that, and also yeah. liking. But uh, so when this came out, you know, the first thing anytime you have a, a franchise, and you're like, well. Well, Mel, Mel Gibson's Mad Max. Who's gonna Who's gonna be Mad Max? You know, right? And so you're always wondering: Can you? Is this a character you can recast? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Uh, and so and so they, well too. Yeah, handled it so well. We're talking about Tom Hardy. Yes, Tom Hardy plays Mad Max. But the trailer, it just went swept me right back in up into like what everything I loved about like the Road Warrior, and when you have um, George Miller directing amazing you have the guy he's mad max is his baby right like he made all the other mad max movies and if you talk about fury road he's like this is what we were trying to do the whole time right it just wasn't possible we had like these shoestring budgets for the first mad max like special effects weren't what they are now so you finally get the feeling like this is his vision right but even with the it's a lot of practical effects and so much fun it is yeah. so much fun i mean i'll i'll let you take over here with like if people don't know mad max maybe like the here's the quick premise if you want yeah to the premise that. is like why max is mad you might be wondering <laughs> like in the first <laughs> which, so which is 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 not a dumb question because no. it's only really dealt with in the first movie His and family. from then on he just sort of exists as this wandering right a nameless basically you know samurai like right. in the first movie he's a police officer it's like this post-apocalyptic future where yep. uh you know water is scarce gasoline is scarce everyone's sort of fighting for territory and it's kind of the beginning of that world in the first mad max and he's a police officer and he's going after these gangs anyway he's his family gets killed and from then on he's just like he just wanders the world um you know without purpose basically and he finds himself you know saving saving people and uh you know getting caught up in these you know he's very skilled he's a good driver all these other things so he finds himself just in that kind of western kind of way yeah like wandering into town 
in, swooping in, in. Yeah, in, you know, getting mixed up in other people's problems and then kind of solving them for them right. and then kind of wandering back off into the sunset. Right. It's a very Western kind of right. uh, scheme to it all. But anyway, Mad Max Fury Road, the basic, it's a very simple premise. Like, yeah. Like if you're just looking at the choreography of the whole plot, it's just like Max get caught up in this new little group's problem which is you got uh immortan joe is running this he's like this kind of darth vader-ish weird kooky very kooky um like kind of cult leader of this these people who have all these beliefs and their own way of doing things and then one of his like lead lieutenants is played by Charlize theron uh furiosa yeah who's so good in the movie she's really good she's so so good anyway she concocts this plan to rescue all of joe's wives he has all these like wives these young concubines kind of they're like slaves basically so she has a plan to kind of steal them from him and drive away because she's heard of this this haven for them far off right you will yeah and so she so matt max wanders into town he gets kind of caught up in this thing and then furiosa you know you know, makes off with the wives and then it becomes this the whole movie is like one big car chase basically from point A to point B and then something's happened to the plot and they go from point B back to point A. Right. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the whole it's two long car chases. One right. One yeah. Way, and then you turn around and go back the other way. And it's just like wall to wall, high octane, literally like yeah. explosions and chases. The kind of thing you expect to be the best ten minutes of a movie is the whole movie. It's right, just yeah. like like wall to wall the best car like vehicle based action. But you're still you getting some really expect. good characters. But right, somehow it's in not there just you the action. get emotions, you get the story even from a someone played by Tom Hardy who like has virtually no diet. He's like kind of yeah. grunting and saying yeah, very little. Got something over his face for half the movie. Yeah, it's like you Bane. Like all the <laughs> yes, fresh off of Bane. All these things are like you'd think would hold a movie back or make it simple, but it's like, it's very well done. It's like thematically rich. Yeah. It's, it looks amazing. It's also one of these movies, kind of like the tree of life that like the, you could tell the filmmaker like has a vision that is distinct, that kind of, you know, they're sort of bucking convention. Like there's this kind of like really choppy, fast paced editing. It's almost like some parts of the movie are like being played in fast forward. Right. It makes the movie feel unlike other movies you've seen, but it kind of captures the, like this sort of twitchy caffeinated energy that the movie has in some points. And so it just, it's its own experience. It's very unique. Yeah. It's, I think it kind of probably falls prey to the thing I brought up at the beginning that like genre movies, just don't get the nod from the Academy, right? No. And I think you could see this and go like, oh, it's it's good, but it's just an act. It's like a meathead action movie. Yeah. And it's way more thoughtful than that to right. begin with. But even if it is just a meathead action movie, it's still like the best one. <laughs> that's ever, <right? laughs> that's so what like, you want to call so it. So like, can't we, can't we give it? Right. Now, Spotlight is a good movie. It Spotlight is very good. Spotlight won that year. But I think for me, especially in retrospect, like I'm sure Mad Max was my top movie of that year. But in retrospect, Spotlight, I think, is less and less interesting to me. And I think it's because we've gotten that movie many times now. It seems like every two years they remake Spotlight. You just change the scandal. Right. And you follow a newspaper reporter chasing down. So important. They just take a story from recent years and they kind of just add a narrative layer to it that makes it into a thriller. And so it's like it's become kind of a cliche genre. Like they just made... uh, 
she said yeah. this year, which is the same. It appears to be the same right. kind of movie. And maybe they're tired of that now because that's not getting the spotlight attention. The attention. And, but again, Spotlight is a very good version of that. Right. Don't get me wrong. It's like got great performances, great yeah. story. But like if as as that movie keeps getting made, if it that spotlight is seems to be kind of dipping down as it kind right. of gets diluted. So Mad Max, even more so, looks to me like it's like why didn't just that stand, kind of stands out. It's so good. Well, that's great. Look at us, Dave. We matched We're on sinking. Fargo and Mad sink. Max. So, how many do you have left? I have one left. I have one left too. Okay, who started this operation? I think I you started. I think I went with Jaws. So, so if you want to go back? Well, what's your year? My year is twenty thirteen. Oh, my year is twenty sixteen. Okay. Um, so I'll go, and then you can you can close out. us okay. out. Um, so 2013, put yourself there. Do you I'm, remember? I'm there. Do you remember? <laughs> uh-huh. The movie that won was 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. So I, which is a good movie. Right. Um, I think for me, it, like Chiwetel Ejiofor's performance is amazing and easily the best part of the movie. He's so good and affecting and is that character. And stylistically, it's a great movie. Like it looks, it really draws you into the setting. You, I I understand I understand why it won, but I don't I don't have a list of all the movies. Okay, from that's what I was looking for. Um, if you pull that up, that's you can you can chime okay. in. But uh, but Keep I just running. I t- to me, Twelve Years a Slave isn't a perfect movie. Like I think the opening is kind of silly. I don't you know it's kind of comical the the sort of kidnapping plot at the beginning. It pulls me out of the movie brad pitt's appearance later in the movie is absurd to me like it yeah and that whole sequence is clunky and awkward and you can kind of you you can you can see all the seams like you can see why they shoved it in right and it just feels like so it's not a perfect movie though there are great parts of it so i i see why it won okay so i'm looking at um i think the nomination list which is some other good movies, uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, yeah. Uh, American Hustle. I know how you probably feel about that. Yeah. <laughs> David O. Russell. I could not be less uh, interested. Gravity, which I actually really like, but I, I, I like had, Gravity. Um, and I um, I got to see that, like the 3D IMAX, so it was a little more immersive. Her, which is really good. Love that movie. Uh, and obviously, 12 Years a Slave won. Um, but you which, know where I'm going. Yeah, and I know where you're going, so I'll say <laughs> I won't say that. Captain Phillips, which I never saw. Did oh, you ever see that? I did see that. Tom Hanks. Yeah, that was good. Um, Nebraska. Great movie. Great movie. And I that never saw a, Philomena. A pretty stacked year. <clears throat> pretty stacked year, but I would, I'm pretty much in your camp. Um, I might give Gravity a thought, but uh, it. I think I'm, I would, in the end of the day, I might have to side with what you're about to say. Yeah, because the movie that should have won, and you know this if you listen to us back in episode seven. Right. yeah. The movie that should have won is The Wolf of Wall Street. And oh, I've yeah. gone, I went on and on about it and that, so I don't feel like I need to jump in and rehash. Right. Was that why a, a Christmas it's Day? It's a great movie. It was a, yeah, that's why we okay. talked about it in episode seven, because it was a Christmas was Christmas Day Leo. release. I went double Leo that day. <laughs> um, it was big, but the, the movie is so good. It's a, it's like, to me, it's Scorsese's, you know, it's it should be there with the rest of his masterpieces. Like, yeah. not all his movies are, are, spotless but that right. one is definitely like you got to put it next to goodfellas you got to put it next to raging bull and be like right. this is in this is a masterpiece it's perfect it's a perfect movie yeah across the board performances editing directing soundtrack right. like everything about it yeah 
is perfect. Like it's it's a great movie. It's really good. But I, I can't argue with that choice. Um, so I won't go on and on. I thought I would take the chance to just note that this happens to Scorsese from time to time. Shockingly, in 1990, Goodfellas did not win. No, best that's picture probably a crime to Dances with Wolves. That's what it lost to. Which is hey, I'm Braveheart. I, mean, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I see why Dances yeah, with yeah. Wolves won. But Kevin but in, Costner, but in best hind- director also won. In hindsight, he couldn't like, even get best director. It's shocking that Goodfellas. Did it is win. shocking. 1980, I like Raging Bull did not win. It lost to Ordinary People, which I don't. I don't know uh, anything about. It, so that's uh, how Robert Redford is. directed. It's, sure. it's a heartfelt story, but again, it's his very is it raging bull? drama. It's a not movie raging that bull. people still refer to as like it's one of the greatest, bull. the greatest no. sports movie ever made. And even the um, greatest, one of the I think I was even shocked. Like I don't know what year it was, maybe seventy nine. Taxi Driver. Yeah, Taxi that Driver lost to something. Yeah, I noticed that too. So Scorsese, I mean, he won in two thousand six for The Departed. So it's not like he's never won. Well, that's a long time coming. But he has had so many amazing movies, and it's bizarre to me that he hasn't won more. Um, and I get right. that, you know, I get that it doesn't. Right. You know, people don't win every time, no. but it's like Leo should have won Best Actor that year. Wolf of Wall Street should have won Best Picture. Right. Um, I don't know. What who year won. was that again? This is twenty. 13. Okay, so so 12 Years a Slave did win. 12 Years a Slave um, did and, win. Oh, uh, the director of Gravity. Um, I can't think of his name. He, yeah. It was a split vote that year. I was thinking because, oh, yeah, why didn't he win? And I get Gravity did some really interesting, inventive Yeah, it was very things. showy, and, and I, I get right. it. But right, but also like for being so like big and set in outer space, kind of like a small story. So anyways, <clears throat> I, I think either one, uh, actually many of the movies I mentioned, I'd probably go with before uh, 12 Years a Slave. Not Parts of it are really, really good. Like you're yeah. saying, like it is gripping at times. Yeah, disturbing. Michael Fassbender is so good. Chiwetel um, Ejiofor is unbelievable. But there's a couple moments. I remember, remember that conversation or it's like the poster they put out in some other country, they had yeah, Brad Pitt. Bra- in in Italy, I think they the pro- promotional materials had like Brad Pitt, like from full, Legends of the Fall on the front, yeah, or something. like full spread on the poster as if he was the main character. Lupita Nyong'o is so good; she's so good. Yeah. But you the know, movie is a little, you know, it's a little, it's a little right. uneven to me. But so, but the the, the meat of it is great. Yeah. Okay, so we are in some ways kind of um, coming full circle a little bit with what, a little underhand comment from uh, Dave at the beginning of the show. And so um, I'm jumping to 2016, and this 2016. was a controversial year at the awards show. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I'm doing it. So um, that year. <laughs> are you going to reverse history? I'm what reversing it. No. Yeah, I got you the can't. real vote right here. You can't. So Moonlight. Uh, was the winner. Other nominees that came out were Arrival, which I thought was good. Yeah. Fences, I did not see. Oh, with Denzel. Hacksaw Ridge, I did not see. Did you see that? I've seen like highlight clips of it on YouTube because I don't think I'm interested in the movie, but I was like, let me see what this is all about. I can't get past Vince Vaughn as this in that role. I love Vince Vaughn. I love him, but he's typically not that character. You think it's not a good match? Okay. I don't, and um, I th- I like I do want to see. It. I think Heather saw it and she liked it, and like the premise of it based on this true story. Yeah. Anyways, that's Heck, Mel Gibson directed Hacksaw Ridge, um, that did not win. 
Uh, Hell or High Water, I did see. It was a good movie. That was that was good. I get maybe why that didn't win. Yeah, it's um, not it's not great. It's hidden, good. Uh, hidden Figures, I didn't see, and some movie. Oh, Hidden called, Figures is good. Some movie called Lion, I didn't see. Oh, that's with. Uh, that sounds familiar, and yeah, no, I could I could say more about it if I stopped one. and thought about it, but I didn't see it either. So, and then the movie I think. Um, if memory serves you right, that I believe you would have picked, and that's Manchester by the Sea. Manchester by the Sea is terrific. Picked, I would have picked Up and Down the okay. Block. Yeah, so, so uh, great movie, very gripping. And that Manchester by the Sea, if anything, screamed kind of like well, that, that's like Oscar. It feels like it feels like the movie that wins. Right. So, sure. uh, however, I went with. La La Land. I can't believe it. I know. You, sh- you can't believe it. But um, it's true. We should tell the listeners that we were together watching the Oscars this night. <laughs> yeah. We were at a friend's house. We weren't at my house or Just your Just like house. we said, we get together with groups of people. And we had made our ballots. And you had basically considered the show over, which is fair enough because it was, it was late. over. It's Now they do it on a whatever night. Sunday, I think. Yeah. Best Picture was is the last thing announced. Yep. And they announced it. Or did you left before they announced it? I don't know no. sure what happened. Did I you think I left announced? right after they they announced they the winner. They said la la, and then you left. You're right. like, all right, guys, you know. Whatever. I might have left thinking I won. I don't know the kind. I don't know. Like I'm I, sure none of us voted. for it, But the it's like winner. getting to be midnight or something, and I'm like, uh, and so you missed the whole kerfuffle. I left and get a text or something right, like. like uh, they messed up the vote. You missed the greatest moment. So if you moment. have no idea what we're talking about. I mean, it about, might have been dethroned by the slap so, in terms um, of the most memorable Oscar So Damien Chazelle wins Best Director. They generally do uh, that. Um, it's one of the last few votes along with, or uh, winners along with uh, Best Picture. So yeah. he wins, and um, that's not always a lock for what's going to win Best Picture, but it looked like stars might be aligning for La La Land. Emma Stone, and this is where it becomes problematic, Emma Stone had just won for Best Actress. Yes. So the last award is uh, going to be announced by Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, <laughs> Warren, right? Warren, wasn't it Warren Beatty? Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, and... Um, he, somehow someone handed him the best actress envelope. Yeah. And so he, when it, when he opened it, he looked at it and he didn't know what to make of it. Cause it said Emma stone, but he didn't, he knew he, right. you know, whatever. And he, then he obviously La La lands on there because that's the movie she was in. He says La La land. Yeah. And they, as come, if, as if that was what everyone claps, saw. they come up on stage to accept it. Yeah. And then someone, was it, Jimmy Kimmel had to get up there, or someone, one of the stagehands, no, or a I production think, assistant. You mean who announces the or correction? Who, who got up there? Yeah, and said no, no, I no. I think no. it was the director producer of La La Land. He gave it up. He oh. said like he's like Moonlight, you won. Like he, oh he's, he, okay, and he he had to say it a couple times because it was yeah. like what do you what do you mean? Right. So yeah. so anyways, so, so it's worth even you uh, going on YouTube and finding that moment. It's really it's a, bizarre. That made it the show fun. Jimmy Kimmel is the host. I think uh, for that last award, he was even sitting out in the audience and then had to figure out what to do. <laughs> yeah. And he's hosting again this year, by he's the way. He's always so. done great. He's one of yeah. my favorite He's a safe, yeah. especially after last year's yeah. controversy, which I'm sure we'll bring I'm up sure at some point. I'm sure he'll make hay out of it, yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder. Come out in like a... Jimmy Kimmel wouldn't pass up that. I don't think so. Something Matt Damon might slap him. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so Moonlight <laughs> is a good movie. Have you seen it yet? No, but I know you have, and you, yeah. you said good things. I like it. It is, um, I, I'm not, I, like, it's one of those I would say, I'm not like, oh, they totally uh, messed it up or anything like that. Moonlight is very, very good. I, I just think, personally, I would go with La La Land, and maybe it, it struck me more. I think I really, 
um, people sometimes don't know what to do with a musical. And so I feel like that genre, because nine times out of 10, it feels like when it's a musical, so like recently, like West Side Story, um, you know, Spielberg remade that. I think that was even nominated, but like, it was okay. Like, well, that was a remake of an already award-winning movie. Or sometimes it's like, this movie was a great hit on Broadway. Let's make the musical. And La La Land was a total original uh, in terms of like just being made a concept for just a movie. And so I'm always like, would you call it a musical though? I feel like there's music driven, but I don't, Oh, they're singing and dancing all around. Yeah. Yeah. Choreography out of nowhere. Yeah. I guess I remember the choreography more yeah. than any particular it's, song, uh, but maybe that's just my memory. Yeah, he, yeah, musical for sure. Okay. And so, um, and just Gosling, uh, I think because he's earmarked as like a little bit of a pretty boy, a little bit, uh, but he's a great actor, right? Oh, sure. I, yeah, you won't, uh, I won't so, fight you um, And Emma Stone's terrific. Um, and I do like Damon Chazelle. I'm go- I do want to still go see Babylon. I'm not another movie about movies, I guess, but I'm. Yeah. Not as optimistic. I'm not as p- puss in boots optimistic about it. Uh, so, but uh, anyways, I would I would go with La La Land. It is worth checking out. Uh, the ending of La La Land kind of throws you or makes you think or wonder or maybe makes you want to change it. All of which I would say in the end, I guess I like because it. I when you leave a movie and you're still having to kind of think about it or rationalize something in your head or going, is that what they meant? Is that what I would do? Is that the, me-? you know, like, yeah. And, and with, uh, not saying too much about it, cause we really don't want to spoil anything. It's not, I guess 2016, you, maybe you still haven't seen it, but it, it pits, you know, Gosling and, uh, Emma Stone. They're, they're a couple and they each have their own dream and also wanting to be together. And, but it takes them kind of in opposite directions and it, it sort of forces you to think because I do feel like any, whatever couple that comes together if you have if what you want to do uh, is going to compete with who you want to be uh who you want to be with what 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 do you do and is there just an obvious right choice um but anyways that movie plays around with that idea uh and uh i'm a big fan so you feel like it like thematically it just it resonated with you more yeah yeah a couple moments really like Hit, hit home with me and that's not to say uh like i manchester by the sea is a couple gut-wrenching moments manchester by the sea i would i would go for manchester by the sea all day from right. that list i thought i i was fine with all the land but yeah. I, I wasn't i wasn't super i know i know it's yeah, a lot of people really like it yeah but uh yeah manchester by the sea i'm, so. I'm it's nice to be reminded of that that movie yeah so good so anyways that's our list of the best picture best picture the best best picture losers or the <laughs> yeah the, the best, best picture the best best picture yeah best the, picture losers i guess the nominees so, who didn't win that, yeah it's not the same as talking about snubs because snubs is talking about people no, who weren't even nominated that's, we're like that's a fun you, conversation you made the line to get nominated yeah but it's like but you yeah. didn't cross the finish i'm line. sniffing i know so dave want, doesn't different... want to turn this podcast into oscar <laughs> no. talk I was a little nervous that we're getting into it a little too early, but I think this is a good primer for what will become our talk. Certainly in like February, we'll be like yep. pretty, pretty studying up on the this year's awards and making yep. our calls and catching up on the movies we talked yep. about last time and others, I'm sure. And I'm sure once we are making our predictions on that show too, we'll, we'll mention probably someone who did get snubbed. And that's always some kind of a fun conversation of yeah. can't believe 
you know, are you ready for Avatar 2 to get a bunch of nominations? I mean, I, this, I, yeah, I guess I expect it to be nominated in all the technical categories. Yeah. And Cameron for director, possibly. Well, doesn't I, surprise you. it doesn't surprise me, but I don't, you know I don't, Cameron, I don't believe it. You yeah, know what I, I mean? Know. Like, I would feel like it's a gesture. It's right. like, a, you made the biggest movie of the century, yeah. so we're nominate. I just, but I don't believe that the Academy would, right. it doesn't feel like the kind of thing they honor with best director. Right. Just bigness. Yeah. I don't, I don't, but there, there, it'll, there's going to be a good conversation coming to, to start. And we're about to wrap up here, but where Dave started this, our podcast with today with saying like Black Panther, you know, why wouldn't right. you go with like just an, uh, this is a chance to honor this thing that was right good on both sides people love it let's get some people back so we are going to be talking about top gun maverick a lot <laughs> that is an obvious pick yeah. if you are trying yeah. to get, it'll for sure get nominated get people to tune in will everyone just latch on to it there is a, a, a swell of support for for tom cruise that he's he's back and he he still holds on to a lot of these the, the movie star uh, cliche like here's an actual still tried and true movie star if you will doing his thing and if they uh, nominate both avatar and top gun maverick though i could see that splitting the pop the the vote for those a lot in a lot of categories it, true that could screw both of them over yeah. if they both get nominated in all the same categories yeah it'll be interesting like the effects stuff a little bit but um right yeah and and i don't know like that could split and with Best Picture, are they going to do nine nominations I mean, they, again or they're whatever? They're pretty good at throwing in one popular movie into the Best Picture nominees, seemingly as a gesture to to tease people into thinking maybe this movie right. could like win. Like The Dark Knight. Even though you always know it's not going to win. Right. Like the the win was the nomination. They always exactly. say that. Exactly. <clears throat> we know that's so garbage. But if but if there ends up being a couple of those, then maybe it gets a little more interesting. You know, yep. Avatar's in the mix yep. and Top Gun's in the mix. Right. You know, jumbled up there. Yeah. But- I, there's no way Avatar two wins Best Picture. And the only thing I would say to call that now is there's going to be three more of these. And maybe right. it'll be a Return of the King moment for right. Once Cameron. they get to Avatar, the right. shape of uh, Earth or something in twenty. The shape of water. Twenty twenty. <laughs> the way of water. The, the shape way, of oh, water. The way of water. Sorry, I, shape of water is a great movie. Go watch. It is. Go watch uh, Guillermo del Toro's Shape of um, Water. I did too. It's a good year. All right. Well, uh, anything else? Or that's it. I'm gonna go buy a laser disc player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get. A, well, I wonder what you could get one for, and if it's cheap enough. What a way to watch The Princess Bride. I don't know if I could handle What a stupid um, idea. <laughs> laser disc. Let's make well, giant DVDs. I think at the time it was the highest quality you could have. Did it go things. from VHS to Laserdisc? Then we I figured out so. DVDs. I think DVD technology, it, because the Laserdisc could put so much more data because the disc was so big. You, and you still had to flip it over for like a Titanic. Yes, yes. And they, yeah. But they got, I think they got better at condensing the technology so you could right. fit it all on a CD-sized DVD. Right. And then it was like, what do we have these big old things for? And then it was the big uh, it was like early, It was like early 90s. Blu-ray. I think we're like early, late did 80s, Did I get the Blu-ray or did I get the this? HD? I forgot about that debacle. Yeah, maybe we could do a format matchup now, at some point. Who's buying movies? Exactly. Only well, people digital. Do. digital. People do. I guess still DVDs here and there. 
Well, some people, you know, they get the the 4K Blu-ray. Like, if you have, if you're like a home theater person and you want the best possible version, yeah, you're not into you're not into streaming in that case because that's probably low quality. So, if your brother-in-law high quality wants you to watch, really wants you to watch The Princess Bride, he would buy. He would get you the 4K plus a ultra edition and TV to watch it on because if you're going to watch your 4K Blu-ray on a TV So that what can't a great joke it. gift to get you a new giant TV. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Keep those hilarious. gifts coming. Yeah. Hilarious. All right. So yeah. that's it for us. We will uh, catch you next week. Yeah. See ya.